Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Curveballs and Chair Shots. We are live in the studio. Here we got a nice pop. Apartment. Good. Not an apartment. It's just a room. In it's a room. San Lorenzo, California. We are back. filled with clothes. I'm laying on dirty clothes right now. We are live in the studio room. After an eventful trip to Las Vegas... We are going to basically. It's going to be a different podcast this time. It's going to be like kind of a a diary, a journey through time, you might say, going chronologically from when we arrive on Thursday all the way to our travels back to the Bay on Sunday. The only sports topic we will talk about is going to be the NBA Finals is now set, but we will get to that in due time. And so, as we jetted off on a Thursday, Dominic's first ever time flying in a plane. Dominic, how was that? You know, it uh, surprisingly was very, very easy. I expected a lot more. It's probably because Vegas is so close that it wasn't that bad of a time. I'm sure if we went cross country, it would be pretty bad. But for the first time, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I sat next to a couple people that going to Las Vegas to see Double Nothing, um, a guy and a girl. Um girl was cute guy was a bit of a dick um you know he kept putting his little window shutter down when i wanted it open to look outside um but uh yeah trip wasn't too, the the plan itself wasn't too bad for the beginning of the trip great great start yeah my flight wasn't too bad i was had a window seat luckily oh but, really but the guy next to me in the middle seat i think it was like his first time flying or something he wanted to be like a little kid and he just kept wanting to look out the window he was nice about it. he kept asking but yeah. i was like bro it, it's just clouds do you really need to look out the window every five minutes no brandon clouds so are amazing okay jeez okay so anyways we land in vegas around two thirty, three o'clock we two o'clock two thirty. skedaddle on over to the Bally's Hotel and Casino Resort. And I get duped. Well, we also got duped because the ho- the taxi driver took on the freeway when I watched a video saying, you should not take the freeway, you need to take the roads, and I completely forgot what the road was called, and <laughs> so the studio audience was end up paying 40 bucks when I only paid 20 bucks on the taxi ride back to the airport. Yep. So, uh... So, great way to start Vegas. Two out of three of us get duped. Hey, you were going to pay for the back... You're going to pay for the taxi ride back home, all right? So... But I did. But I was a nice person about it. Anyways, so Dominic, you get screwed at a sixty dollars. Would you like to tell us about that story? Uh, long story short, somebody uh, called the yeah. one of the workers calls yeah. us over and says, like, "Oh, would you like free tickets to a show?" And I told the studio audience that it's better be no motherfucking timeshare spiel, and it was. And it turned into time timeshare spiel, and yeah, I. Gave him sixty bucks. I said, "Hey, look! I, I I tried to look on the bright side. We go there for an hour and a half. It was it would be right before we would go to meet Smoke Show on Saturday. And I was like, ah, we got time. We can squeeze it in. Get free tickets after double or nothing. We can go see a show. Bada boom. We're we're great. And then yeah, we didn't go. So yeah, so that's already sixty bucks in the hole. Dominic was down to three three forty. On the trip, and we had a scheduled for the we had a scheduled meet and greet for the Young Bucks at Caesars Palace, Bally's, pretty much across the street from Caesars, but it is Vegas. We might talk a little bit about this later. It might seem very close, but yeah. in the end, there's a lot of walking that you do just from building to building. Oh, my dogs are barking uh, still. And we did not eat at all. No, we had pretzels. 
we had yes, we had complimentary pretzels thanks to Southwest and alcohol for my mom and, and some alcohol complimentary of Dom- mama. Dominic's mama. And we probably should have eaten something, but we didn't. We walked on over because we wanted. I wanted. Well, to I think we collectively were like, let's get this over with. It's not well. First off, I I didn't think it was gonna be that long of a wait. I th- yeah maybe an hour. But two hours? Jesus Christ. Who are these guys? The Young Bucks? I, I think... We, That's their names, huh? Oh, I shit. believe so. They're, I think they're brothers. Okay. Shit. Well, they you'd think they're, you know, some type of famous wrestler or something. Some, some, some famous you know, person. Brand new but promotion. Any hoots, we go meet them. It was a very long line. We waited in line for, what would you say, an hour and a half, two hours? I would say push two hours for sure. Because I think we got there... I said we had to get there around 4.30. No, about 5 o'clock. And we end up being about the 10th to last people in line, so yeah. we could have showed up an right hour an, an hour and a half later, and we would have been only five people behind where we yeah, actually were. Exactly. Which kind of did piss me off a little bit, and it probably also helped out that people were meeting other people. I think Dustin Rhodes had a last call, and some people were some very late stragglers. And JR they were, had a last call too. And they were also they were probably cutting the line, not cutting the line, but being able to go to the front Jump to meet it, them, yeah. and then bounce around and do the. But other But we people. got to do the same thing. Kind of. Kind of. We uh. We'll get to it. We'll we get will get, we'll get to there. it when we'll get we get there. there. So I decided to wear an old school Young Bucks jersey, or not a jersey, a shirt. It is in the logo of the old Milwaukee Bucks logo, and it says Young Bucks on it. Actually, the first season assist they ever gotten from the NBA, or well, first season assist ever, but it was from the NBA. And I did not really realize that it was reminiscent of the Milwaukee Bucks logo, and the Milwaukee Bucks were still playing that day on Thursday. So I got a, what, you say three, four people come up to me and yell go bucks and give me a high five i would say that's low balling but yeah he's like five six yeah expect the first guy in the oakland airport i thought oh he liked my shirt go young bucks but he uh i i quickly remember that the milwaukee bucks are a pretty good basketball team and they're still playing in the nba final but we'll get to that very yeah, shortly we'll get to that, yeah. and nick and matt kind of talked about the shirt a little bit put put it over said you know it's a I'm a real one because, you know, I got the old school shirt. And after that, we finally get something to eat, kind of. We get some snacks, even though I led the group almost to the food court. We were just about to turn the corner to the food court. But then the studio audience audience ditches us to turn back around to go look at the map. And then we just go in right back to where we were. We were so close to the food court. I didn't want to bring anything up because I didn't want to fight. But I was very angry that day. <laughs> That's true, though. We were, you know, we were right there. And you're like, I'm going back to that sandwich place. No? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, yeah, that you... I know. Oh, she know. Wait, that we're closer to the food court? Yeah. Wow. You didn't even know it was over there. You just said, I'm leaving the fuck this shit, I'm out. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Okay, then. So, Got studio audience paid studio 50, audience. Paid 45 bucks for... Two sandwiches, side of a macaroni salad, and Brandon's slice of pizza. And I was still hungry after. Out of the three slices of pizza, or three different pizzas I had, might, might to be honest, I'm pretty sure that might have been the best one. Are you serious? I thought it was really good. Mm, we'll have to save this discussion for the next. I'll bring up my favorite. I think in the I next know five what pizza yours is. So while we're eating, we. Uh, 
are right behind a bar. And Joe Janela was actually at that bar. Not, like, at the bar, but he crossed it and some people were talking to him. And as the Toronto Raptors and Milwaukee Bucks game was going on, there is, on TNT, there's a lower third graphic, and it, they were plugging double or nothing yeah. so that was kind of cool to be in the moment watching it live obviously when i went back on twitter and stuff later everyone was talking about it but it was kind of cool to see it live and actually see it in person didn't hear the call or hear the advertisement but dominica that was a pretty cool moment to see the first steps of tnt <laughs> plugging AEW on big time nba broadcasts i mean it goes to show you that this is probably going to be real deal you know it, it it's the conference finals and you see you know, all of it was it for double or nothing, or was it for? It eight? was for double or nothing. I don't exactly know the ratings, but I'm I'm positive it's over 10 million people, 15 million people saw that advertisement. Saw Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. There, most of them are going, "Who the hell's you know Kenny Omega?" But I remember Chris Jericho, or, yeah, or Jericho, as exactly. Marv Albert called him. And they go, "Oh, he's still wrestling." Oh, wow, you know. But um, it was pretty cool. Uh, I I was too immersed in my shitty panini sandwich thingy because I was starving but I did catch it at the end when you pointed it out when you said hey look they're plugging in I was like oh okay back to my sandwich because I was starving piggy's gotta eat exactly like I have this McChicken on my su- on my hip and I want to eat it but I'm not and a uh, ESPN wants to tell me something what's what's going on ESPN breaking news UFC releases Elias Fedoro former <laughs> ranked middleweight contender released after five years Good for them. You said Elias, and you paused. I was like, what? UFC releases Elias. Breaking news. Anyways. So, after we eat, we go back to the hotel. And we didn't really do all that much. We chilled. We maybe went to the casino a little bit, but then some someone might have gotten into a little bit of a scuffle. And then we went to bed. Scuffle? Wait, what? What do you mean scuffle? A little scuffle. We went a, to a Johnny little, Rockets. I disagree. Oh yeah, we all went all the way down to. Sorry. We 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 ate. We went back to the room. I'm sorry. This is not riveting radio right now. I think. Did we watch a TV show? Oh my god, Dominic. We need to go over every little thing. And we fell asleep and around eleven ish. The earliest we went to bed was on Thursday. that Thursday, and yeah. of course I did not go to bed until about three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, because somebody or two people were snoring there. I would blame it on one person that is not me right now. And, anyways. Um, I thought you said it was the fucking DJs. And it did not help that we were. It did not help that we had a strip side view, so. And there was a outdoor club that was right next to us. So we had, uh, I had people snoring in the left ear and the club booming in my right ear. And you had nothing, never mind. Occasional methane gas floating in the air. In the middle. No, I was going to say you got hot, cold, like. You know how many times, and then you woke well, up. Well, I wasn't the... actually sleeping on a bed. I just pushed two couches, two chairs. Together, whoa, whoa, whoa! We can't incriminate myself because I'm not trying to get fined by Bailey's, Bailey's, whatever. No one listens to this. Bailey's is definitely not going to listen to this. So then, on on to Friday, we had a jam-packed day of meet and greets, and it started with the NWO with Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X Pac, Six Pac, whatever the hell you want to call him, and Eric Bischoff. Scott Hall, I don't know if I said him, he was there as well. And it was from 9 to 11. We did not get there until about 10.30, and people were lining up 
basically looked like the Young Bucks line, and we're like, this can't be the line for the NWO. We, yeah. we asked somebody, and he scared me for a little bit because he said that they left already, but then we found out that, no, there was about 10, 15 people still left to uh, to meet them, and we were the last, basically we were the last call. We we lucked out, but I could tell that the guys were kind of kind of over it by now, so many people they've met. Yeah, well, I mean, but they sign up for that. I mean, I understand... All right, hey, we're going to be here from 9 to 11. After 11 o'clock, I don't care. But I think there's a difference between doing 9 to 11 than, you know, 11 to 1. Because you're not, you're not waking up at 9. You have to wake up at 7 or 8, and then you they give you breakfast, and then you have to, like, do everything. So it's not it's not like, you know, they woke up a lot earlier than we did. Let's just say that. I'm just saying, it, it, I understand you're over it, but you didn't have to agree to do that th- that. You know, if they not, not, I'm, realistically, they didn't have to be there if they didn't want to. I'm not trying to sit here and say they're assholes to us. They just, they just look like they're tired. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bear them. So that was cool. Then we move on, and then we uh, watch the very tail end of the Sting podcast interview show thing with Tony Schiavone, and that was fun. It was the only podcast show we actually saw, even though I paid a lot of money for these gold bracelets. That nobody else. Oh, she's studio audience is wearing it. Nope, took mine off. And Dominic took his off because he doesn't care. Did you throw it away? No, it's actually right there. I want to keep it. Oh, my look first at you. ever uh, Starcast convention, whatever you want to call it. So you said first, so that means there's gonna be another one that you're gonna go to. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk about it at the end. I'm gonna slurp on this milkshake. Okay, you sl- you slurp on that milkshake, baby. And we move over after the show ends. We go back into the line to meet Sting. We wait. A decent amount of time. It was we had an hour till it actually started, and the lines were kind of messed up. They were moving people, and we kind of lost our place in line a wee bit. But that kind of pissed me off. But in the end, we got to meet Sting, and there was the way it worked out is there was one big room where kind of the big names were, and then there was another separate room where it's kind of like your traditional convention where wrestlers were all over the place with tables and vendors around the area. So the big names were in this ballroom and that's where we met the Young Bucks and then we met NWO JR and, and the King Sting and then that was it so then, and then we met I mean they also had uh, Cody Brand- Cody and Brandy were there with the Young Bucks that same day they had uh, Kenta Kobashi was yeah. there Joey Janela was there SCU I mean you know a lot of the top tier names on StarCast were in that room just because it's going to be such a long line and if you were to put those guys in that Convention it would, it room, would it would bad. completely just fuck up the entire yeah. flow of things, which I did appreciate. So, your thoughts on meeting Sting, Dominic? Sting might be one of his favorite, in his top five all-time favorite wrestlers. Maybe I've never really asked him this question, but Dominic is a fish. He loves his Stinger. And how did you like meeting your boy? Um, it it was kind of surreal. Um, you know, walking up to him, I I don't know if I was smiling. Or if I was just grinning because I was nervous or what. But I remember walking up and I didn't know if I was going to shake his hand and do the picture or, sh- or sign the thingy first. So I remember I walked up and I just put the... I bought, you know, backtrack for about five seconds. Um, that Thursday when we met, met the uh, Young Bucks, I bought, supposedly, was one of 25 Sting little printed uh, pieces Paint, of... Paintings. Paintings, whatever. Uh, 25 bucks. I was like, sweet. And fast forward to Friday, they have another, what, 100 of them? Don West worked you. Son of a bitch. And, um, 
So shout out Don West and the uh, tall, hot blonde that was also working the table. Yeah. Um, we can so, talk about it now that she's not there. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah. So fast forward back to present. Uh, I am walking up. I put the poster or painting on the table. I go, pleasure to meet you. He goes, how you doing? I go, great. How are yourself? He goes, good. Turn and take the photo. And I start to walk towards the table, and he's not moving. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you're going to sign this goddamn painting? I swear to God. And then the, uh, like, I don't know if it's security or want to help. Like, a sting, you got to sign. You're going to need to sign something. He goes, oh. He goes over, and the guy goes, what color? You know, uh, sting goes, silver, because it's, like, black and whatever. And uh, he gives, uh, sting picks the black one. He goes, no, the wrong one. He goes, I can't. I can't see in this goddamn paint. Help me out here. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be mad because he, like, he's talking like that in front of me, but I'm a fan. But like, you know, like, you can't see. How does he wrestle? I don't know how to, how to feel, Brandon. But I walked away smiling because I got a sting pin, a sting autograph, and a sting picture. My, you know, we've been together for, what, 72 straight hours or whatever, and you did not tell us this story about how Sting cannot see through his face paint because I wasn't paying attention because I was grabbing my own shit. Um, and I even asked you, oh, so how was it? And then you just said, oh, it was cool. Tell me was, how was it. You well, didn't, say... didn't say that Sting almost threw a, a bitch fit because he couldn't see because he, he, he legally blind. <laughs> he legally blind. Um, I, uh, I thought I told you that, but I guess I didn't. Nope, didn't tell her that. But, uh, but yeah, I... It was a surreal moment. Uh, I'm not gonna say one of my happiest moments, just because, you know, every, if, if if you're a fan of the of the, of the podcast, you know my favorite wrestler is Jeff Hardy, so that would be my all time greatest moment would be meeting Jeff Hardy. But but we have um, another story coming up later where he probably marked out harder than he did for any other wrestler. Mm, no, it was by far the most markiest I've ever seen you. We're, I, I, I don't think, think we need to I, talk about I that. I think you might have blacked out so you don't really remember. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, after no, I remember what I said. <laughs> or what you didn't say. Oh, shit. Did uh, I say some stupid shit? No, it's just you were stammering and you are like, I'm, I'm really nervous. Okay, cool. Anywho, so we meet Sting. Go over to meet JR and the King. They were cool. King was... King's always king. He always has... Whether it's fake or not, he always kind of has a smile and he's nice to everybody. JR is JR. He Grumpy cat. He, he's grumpy cat. He he's not trying to be a dick, but he has a look on his face. So we move over. But but when studio audience went up, what did, what did we hear clear as day? Jr. said, "How oh, are you doing, young lady? How, hello, young lady. How you doing?" I was, and like, I was like, "Son of a bitch. That's why we should. We all, you got to send the girl out first to to warm up the crowd. Yeah, that's why we sent you, her, then me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So my dumbass gets a nice little conversation, and I didn't get anything, even though I'm the one who paid for all these motherfucking tickets. Even yeah. though you did pay for these ones, though." Oh, Your, you. Yours and the studio audience. I pay for my own. Oh, thank you. I'm a hard-working man. Thank you. Moving on. Still on a Friday, we go over to the convention area, the wrestling collector's corner, whatever the fuck you call it, and we go to see Steamboat. Steamboat's not there, so we wait in a little line, and at the corner of her eye, the studio audience sees a big, fat-ass Samoan <laughs> at a table. <laughs> and she's like, is that Rikishi? I want to meet Rikishi. And... She went to whatever the studio audience wants, she gets, and she walked her ass over and met Rikishi, the big quiche. Big quiche, Uncle Oos. But not only did the studio audience meet quiche, 
Dominic met Kish. Oh, yeah, boy. And he bought a t-shirt from Kishi's clothing brand or partner clothing I think brand. partners, yeah. And it is... I got an, a photo. He got a photo, and he bought a shirt that is definitely way too tight on him. Well, just really I'm, I'm just, it real. just bury me right there. I'm keeping it real. I didn't say what size it is. It could be a schmedium. It could small. be a could be a schmedium. It could be a double X. Who knows? It's d- it's not definitely not a double X. I mean, we have billions of listeners, and they've probably never seen your face, so they don't they don't know who you are. They just know your voice. As the dog tries to bite the damn cord. Um. Yeah, I got to meet Keish, and uh, so bought the shirt, and I go up to the little staffer that was there, and. Uh, and take it, and I go, oh, I bought a shirt. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, take your photo. And, you know, Keish, you know, goes, how you doing, brother? I'm like, good, 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 how are you? He goes, good, good. And then I go, he goes, oh, you bought a shirt? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah. And I, and I go to take it, and I, and I just put my arm around him, you know. He goes, why don't you, why don't you put that why don't you put that bad boy on, man? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I got to take my shirt off right now? Like, come on, bro. And I was like, oh, I'll just throw it over it. Okay, so I put it on over it, and it's tighter than a motherfucker. It it's the tightest piece of clothing I've ever had on in my life, and he just keep yeah. in mind this is in public in front of hundreds, if not a thousand people. Yeah, and so I'm I start to sweat because I'm like, I hope it no one says anything, but I'm like, well these are some big big people, so they're not gonna say anything about me wearing a tight shirt, and then uh, you know he was like, oh and you know tag me, you know I'll, I'll tag me on Instagram, go to Instagram, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, put me in that tag a uh, Kishi and then uh. Tag a black, black whatever, blackout clothing or blackout whatever the thing he is, and uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll redo it and I'll retweet it or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, cool man, appreciate it, cool, cool, cool. Take the photo, click, 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 walk away, and we go back to you in line. And I cannot take the shirt off because it is too tight. So. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, luckily we had the jaws of life come out. Paramedics helped Dominic and took off the shirt. Yep, and it is sitting behind Brandon right now. He tried it on when he came over. Fits like a glove. Looks amazing on me. Looks like a snack. Like a snack. We meet Steamboat. Steamboat was cool. I have my little encyclopedia that I have everybody sign who's in there, obviously. And my dumbass actually only turns to Dean Malenko yep. instead of Rookie Steamboat. And he looks at it like, that's not me. And then I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I had it marked to Rookie Steamboat. I just went to the wrong one. And then I turn it over. And then I was like, make a joke. It's like, oh, you know... No one said you look like Dean Malenko, whatever, and he just no-sold me, just signs the motherfucking thingy. I take the picture, nice photo, he shakes my hand, and we pose and whatever, and that was that, your experience with, with the with the dragon. It was a lot better than yours. I walk there, and I go, how you doing? And he goes, good, and yourself, I go, good. And he goes, which photo would you like? And I go, that guy, and I pointed the one, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but, uh, you know, his it's, shirt. It's just like a, a young steamboat. Young shirtless steamboat. And uh, I go, that guy, that guy looks good. He goes, hey, don't you know that photo was only taken six months ago? And, like, he looks at me, and I'm, yeah, I think he's waiting for me to laugh. And I go, oh, you got to be joking me. I, I feel bad about myself now. And he starts giggling, and I'm like, yeah. And he stands up, takes my photo, and I go, thank you, sir. And he goes, oh, you're very welcome. Have a good day. So my experience, 100% better than yours. But mine was memorable. I, I will always remember. And also, we had some technical difficulties on the uh, JR and the King 
encyclopedia because JR and the King were right next to each other in the encyclopedia, just a couple pages over. And usually when it comes to these meet and greets, I am able to turn the page wherever I want, but they had all these workers there, and he turned it to the wrong page, and then, so I tried to take over, then I turned it to the wrong page, and then, you know, it's only like You're 10, it, it's only 10 seconds morning. in reality, but in my head it feels like an eternity, Yeah. and I finally get it over to the right page, and then they sign it. And, and that's goes. why they don't fucking, you know, like, give you a nice little quote or anything in there, they're like, but, but this motherfucker just signed but, my name. But, I, w- I will say that they did put WWE Hall of Fame 2007, they both wrote it, didn't write it on yours, because it was, you got the... 8x10 pre-autograph signer thingy. Oh, well, I mean, this is awkward because I really want that on my poster now, or on my 8x10. I want to... Well, that's why you have to get the encyclopedia. At least mine would be updated, unlike yours. Sorry, I don't have Alistair Black and Ricochet and the shield in it, but it has enough people in there. So after that... We mosey on over... Wait, real quick. Oh, boy. If I was to get the encyclopedia right now, updated version, would uh, the Disgrace stars be there, you think? Everybody. Chris Fenwell has a pretty nice spread in there. Oh, really? He has a pretty hefty box. <sighs> good to know. Good to know. Good. China would be in there? Everybody. There are people in there. I have no clue who they were, but Ed Yui even said, oh, that's so-and-so. I was like, how the fuck did you know who that is? Oh, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. The, or, the, or MMA, no, the MMA uh, fighter. What was his name? Something Ortiz. Yeah. Some Puerto Rican. Yeah, Puerto Rican. After Steamboat, mosey on over, meet Medusa. She was nice. Looking, looking good still. Looking very good in her uh, advanced age. Yep. Oh, well, I mean, advanced is kind of mean, but she looks good. She is a foxy lady, as Biggie would say. Yep. She was nice. Nothing really much to say. Took the photo. Yep. Mosey on over to Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, almost kind of like JR, a little prickly. I turned to his page in the encyclopedia on the first try, I might add. Got it right. And... Deborah, right next to him, he scribbles her out. He, he was faking scribbling out her face, and I chuckled. I was like, "Oh, if you want to do it, you can scribble out. I don't really give a fuck because I'm never going to meet her." Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, lucky you!" I was like, "Oh, okay." And in my mind, I didn't resonate that it was Deborah for some reason. I thought it was Sable, but same feelings both ways. I think on those two ladies in in the locker room. Well, my my thing is the. Funniest part is I didn't know what photo to pick when I met him, and he told me what you to pick, and he took it, and I go, yeah, go that one. He goes, you didn't have to listen to him, you know. And I'm like, well, pff, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. I don't think he really, I don't think he understood that we knew each other. I think he might have thought that I was just some random dick. Maybe I don't know, because they, they, well, you're a dick anyway, so. I'm, I'm, I said a random dick. Oh, random. I'm your, I'm your dick. Oh. And that's the quote of the podcast. Yes. Anywho, and then, and then. Dominic pulls a studio audience. Is like, oh my god, I really want to meet Shane Helms. Shane Helms over at the corner. Some people had a line. Medusa, Steamboat, they all kind of had a line going. But Hurricane Helms over there. Not Hurricane, just Shane Helms. No gimmicks on him. And he has no line. I pull up the StarCast app. I, I buy it real quick for him. And... Uh, I like I do so, I like buy it. Dominic meets him. And I come back and he's uh, marking out. Right, for old Shane Helms. So, Dominic, you want to tell the story about why you're so giddy to meet Shane Helms? As a... How do I say this? As a Hardy fan, a long time ago, I discovered that they put out the Hardy show on DVD, which is them filming... This is back in the day. They probably don't do it anymore. But, you know, they film themselves doing stupid shit at their house, kind of... You know, stuff like that. So I I 
that's when I got I got introduced to Shane. Um, didn't know. I mean, I knew the Hurricane growing up. I knew Hurricane. I knew Gregory, Gregory Helms. I didn't know who the hell Shane Helms was. And I met Shane. And I'm like, dude, that's oh, that's Hurricane. That's Gregory. Oh, okay, cool. That that's why him and Matt have great chemistry in the ring. Um, and I'm game a fan. I like his podcast. I like what he's doing. Uh, I like what he did. Um, you know, I like his little. I don't know. What would you consider him in TNA? Was he an agent? Was he a manager? Producer, producer. It's kind of whatever. They're all kind of interchangeable. And um, shout out to Dean Malenko. He gets signed as a producer for AEW. Completely forgot about that news, even though I did know about it. But then whatever. Anyway, yeah. continue on with um, the Shane Helms story. So I immediately saw Shane Helms. I was like, dude, why not? I, I, my lifetime. I want to meet Shane, Shannon, Matt, and Jeff. I already met Shane. Got three more left, and. Um, you know, I have to say, I, Matt Hardy might have been one of the, my best interactions as a uh, as a wrestling fan, going to all these conventions and meet and greets and stuff. Shane Helms, out of all the people we met, by far the nicest person, talked to us the longest. May but, have been because but, there was no but line. But if, if I didn't stum- stumble and mumble and stutter and just be a fucking mark, that conversation probably would have went longer, a lot better, and a lot smoother. But no... Fucking what 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 do I say when he starts talking about football? I go, does X Fox even like football? <laughs> like, god damn it, Dominic! And in my head, in my head, I'm like, why did I just say this X? And and Shane even went, come again? And I'm like, does X Fox even like football? I'm like, what am I doing? Of course, X Fox likes football. How how do you know X Fox likes football? <laughs> don't know so oh, like I feel so fucking stupid I was like and then he, I'm like you, you do anything else later you know just like trying to change the subject because you know like I said I'm, I'm just stumbling over my words I'm I, I am there throwing him a life wrapped helping him out every couple words yeah <laughs> which if it wasn't for you I think Shane Helms probably would have called security on me um oh, you know, well the whole reason he was talking about NC State was because Dominic and I were both wearing Wolfpack shirts because of the NWO meet and greet. Yeah. Mine was red, his was white, so we were matchy-matchy. We were twinsies, yes. you might say. Yes. And so he was like, oh, you know, they the click stole the Wolfpack from NC State because he's, you know, he's from North Carolina. That, we, that, we're, that's my... we were bullshitting about that, and then next thing you know, Dominic's over here muffling and <laughs> blubbering over there, and I'm like, I'm, I'll help my boy out, but there's only so much I can do. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't a certified lifeguard. And, I can't, can't save him from drowning. And he said he's going to go watch Ready to Rumble. I said, definitely going to be there. See you there. And and then I and I come in, and after trying to help him, I completely just bury him, saying, have you ever seen it? I'm like, nope. And then I, I, I bury the movie and put it over at the same time. And he just like, I say it's like the shittiest, greatest movie of all time. And he Shane looks at me, looks at you, and he's like, he ain't wrong. Yep. Shakes his hand, shakes my hand, shakes the studio audience hand. We all say goodbye, and then we leave. And then I'm walking away, shaking my head, going, I'm a fucking moron. Yep, and, yes, almost, and, and you forgot yep, the autograph. Yep, and I walked away without getting my picture signed. It's worth it, though. It's worth it. You know why? I got the... I, hey, did you get to hold a title belt th- this weekend? No, you did not. I did not. I but, did. I, but I... I held ha- the Omega title. I held the ROH World Championship with Cody Rhodes. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, don't don't mean to brag, but so it's Friday night. We're going back, back to the hotel. Hotel. 
Yes. Was that stupid? I'm sorry, I had to do it. You just continue on from your Shane Helm stories. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we're going back. So yeah, so that was the last one. We go back to the hotel. It's Friday night. What do we do Friday Honestly, night? Honestly, on Friday night, we did kind of waste a couple hours, which kind of did piss me off a little bit. I wanted to do some stuff. But we sit there, we fucking eat pizza, and apparently Dominic is going to say and put over Giordano's pizza as the best pizza he's ever had. I'm, okay, first off, not the best piece I've ever had, but that was some. That was the first time I've had true deep dish pizza. You had deep dish pizza in, on the Las Vegas Strip. How true can it be? Uh, that deep dish pizza is actually there's actually one in Chicago. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, Mary, don't you? Talk, I mean, studio arms. What you're talking about? Um, and so. It was thick. It was filled with cheese and meat. And I think it was because you, you said it was the best pizza of the trip. That was the best pizza of the trip. I did think it was pretty good. I thought you did order extra cheese, which I do like cheese, but I thought it might have been a little too much cheese. It, anyway, I, I know, think but, it made but, it, too it was also, filling. But it was also like it wasn't like super hot cheese. It wasn't melty. It was all kind yeah. of, it was a little thick. It was kind of biting into a a cheese stick. Yeah, and I think that might have fucked everyone over because it was so filling because I think you ate what two pieces yes sir I think I ate three I think she ate like two small ones but don't don't say I'm the one that was being sluggish and didn't want to do anything okay you ate three she ate two how about that make you look I, I meant sluggish as in after we ate we didn't do shit yeah you fat ass um um but yeah I mean, we did do shit after we basically sat in the room for like Maybe two hours watching whatever the fuck it was. Harry Potter. Was it Harry Potter? It was Harry Potter. No. It was not Harry Potter. What was it? No, it was because Undercover Boss was yesterday. Okay, That's what pissed me off. We will get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We uh, drink a wee bit. We went to CVS after we met all those guys. And Lady. Shout out to Medusa. Yep. We buy some alcohol. We do some stuff. We drink a little bit. Dominic. Have a nice video of Dominic slugging down a Smirnoff bottle. I thought that was Saturday. Well, it says on my phone that it's Friday. Oh, shit. And we walk around the strip. I Dominic is a Fortnite legend. He carried us to a victory royale. And my dumbass, after me and the studio audience dies, Dominic is leading us. We're, what, top? He's like in the final ten people, yeah. and my dumbass says, "Oh, Dominic, if you if you get us a victory royale, we'll get unlimited. I'll buy you unlimited slushies for Thursday and Friday, whatever." And three he wins. Three, four sniper shots later, and Dominic wins. And I say, "We can have an, as many slushies in you as you want." And Dominic, how many slushies did we have on this trip? Did how many? How, how many slushies did you have on this trip? About point zero two. Yes, he drank about a quarter. I'm no, no, no. Quarter's way too much. I did not drink a quarter. Okay, you drank like a sixth. A, a sixth of it. Yes. An, an eighth of it, possibly. Because because we went from Smirnoff. Smirnoff? Smirnoff or Smirnoff? Smirnoff. Smirnoff. Anyways, just, just, just go. <laughs> to tequila, which, and that shit was soup. And, and so what happened was we get there, and another thing is, you, we were drinking vodka in the hotel, in the room, we go down there, and to be honest, I didn't really realize what I ordered, but at least I ordered vodka as well. But then you go and order tequila, so now you're mixing your heart stuff, which yeah. is not a good thing. Yeah, but, and the other thing, too, if Mary would keep her fucking nose out of people's business, 
we would not have gotten that extra shot. Yes, because poor home, poor server over there did not speak Spanish, even though he was uh, he he looked like he should yeah. he looked looked like he should be speaking Spanish. Not to you know stereotype because people probably think I should speak Spanish, but yeah. I don't. And the people how many years who, of Spanish did you take by the way? About four or five years of high school and college Spanish, and yeah. I have very elementary Spanish. <sighs> Mi español no bueno, lo siento. Anyways, we go over studio. They're the people don't know what the hell they're doing. They can't figure out what a tip is. Studio audience goes over there, tells them what to do in Spanish. They finally figure it out, and Samuel or Miguel or whatever the hell his name is. Wow, you were f- <laughs> not trying to stereotype if he's Mexican or not, but you call him Miguel. Okay, good I, job. I said Brandon. Samuel at first, so I go from like a white guy's name to a to a Latino name. Any hoots he. You know, he he brothered us. He was being a good brother, yep. and he gave us you know maybe a shot and a half, a shot and a half of uh, extra good stuff. Yep. Drink those. Mine was very tasty. I had a combination of hurricane. Shout out to the hurricane, and blueberry lemonade. We walk around the mall next door. We go get cookie dough from fucking disgusting from dope because I saw it on Shark Tank. They have one in San Francisco, and then I realized they have one in Vegas, so I decided we go to the Vegas. I thought it was good, but I felt it would it was a lot better if we didn't force ourselves to eat it, because I was already kind of full at the time, so I didn't really want to have it to begin with, but we're there. Might as well try it. Yep. And we walk back, and then we get back to the room. We grab some shit. We get our cigars on. Oh, yeah, that's what we did. We we, walked, we, but... we bought the American Rebel cigars from Cody and Kaz. They were not at the booth, but the workers were there. Nice people, nice people. Yeah. Oh, she was... She was... Studio honest, that is tipsy. She wasn't drunk, but she was tipsy. As much as she denied it, she was tipsy. She was drunk. Anywho, so we gamble a bit. We smoke the cigars. I thought they were I thought they were very good. They were better than the Tahoe ones. They were better than the Tahoe ones. They were about $12 each. I don't know if that's like a convention discount or a convention upsale yeah. price, but I thought they were good. We went back for more on Saturday. Yep. And on Saturday, we had the main event. We get up super duper early, Ooh. but of course, this, the studio audience delays us because, you know, she's on studio audience time. I bought a StarCast program pre order, and with that pre order, you get a free meet and greet. And we went over to there, but I pulled Stan Hansen. I was very happy. I was actually deciding, debating to get a Stan Hansen meet and greet or not because it was only like 50 bucks or something like that. Very good price, but got it for free. Met the man. Nice dude. But after that, we walk over to the front after seeing her and then being a little pussies and didn't, <laughs> and didn't say anything to begin with. So we walk back, you know, pregame with Stan Hansen. You know, get, warm up the crowd a little bit. Go back around, yep. and we go to see Scarlett Bordeaux, the smoke show. Saw her on Friday. Literally walked right past her. Yep. And we we met her. Honestly, nothing really happened. I just give her my name because they had like all of our names down of who bought tickets, so they scribble off so we don't double dip. Take the picture. Pick whatever one I want. Didn't really say a whole lot, but it's a smoke show. I'll take it. Whatever. So okay, what did she exactly? Do you remember the exact words that came out of her mouth for you? I mean, not not really. Just like, oh hi. Maybe she said sweetie or something. She's like, oh how you doing? I was like, oh good. How you doing? Okay, good. Yeah. What picture do you want? And I pitch. I picked the 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 sluttiest one she had, of yeah. course, because I have no shame. And yeah. she signed that, and we took the picture. I, I do the reach around, but respectfully, I thought it was a, a good solid yeah. upper rib hand placement. Take the picture. Bada boom. 
And Dominic goes over, and apparently Dominic, what did she exactly say to you? She said, hey, sweetie, which photo would you like? And I and I didn't want to pick the same one you did, even though it's the one I wanted. So I said, oh, that one looks nice. And I'll take that one. She goes, okay, what's your name? I go, Dominic. She goes, how do you spell that? And I go, D-O-M-I-N-I-C. She goes, okay. And I go, and she spells it right. She just real quick does it. I'm like, wow, first person to spell my name right. She goes, yeah, I don't like, I always ask because I don't like spelling them wrong and people get mad. I'm like, oh, you know, Medusa almost screwed up, but she caught herself. She goes, oh, okay, cool. Let's take a photo. Took the photo, and I was, and what she said to me, I, I think it comes back to how you, how you said it with NWO, is they were over it. Because she said, thanks for coming out, guys. Like, not like, thank you, have a good day. She said, thanks for coming out, guys. Like, to me, that just seemed like she was over the, the the star cast. To me, my opinion. I. But she looked hot. She she did look very nice. I kind of did not take it as harshly as you did. I you, take but, everything but, up the ass. But also, you did, like, remember every little detail of what she said. Yeah. So, obviously, maybe you should put more emphasis on what Dominic remembers than what I remember. But, uh... Eh. Okay, I mean, I didn't I didn't really take any offense to it. I mean, I, mean, I wasn't offended, but I was like, I feel... I mean, I mean, you could also be like, oh, it's a Saturday, it's double or nothing. Maybe there's not that many people because they're doing other things. So maybe she was like, oh, the, because this was like, you know, the scheduled day she was supposed to be there. I, I don't know. I'm trying to... I got, I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, you know, like, I wish if she, if she... I would have no problem saying that if she said other things like, all right, guys, have a good day. Thanks for coming out. Then I'd be like, all right, cool. Gratitude. Cool. But the way she is, like, oh, thanks for coming out, you guys. It's kind of like... She said it with a smile on her face, okay? It wasn't like she said it bluntly. Anyways. Killer Cross ripped Mofo. And he was marking out for Kenta Kobashi. He ran over. He's yep. like, I'm going to go take a picture with Kobashi. I was like, Kobe, I hope, I hope uh, Kobashi made him pay for it. Hopefully. He has no... I have a feeling he has no idea who Killer Cross is. Yep. But anyways, Kenta Kobashi, I know Dominic and uh, studio audience probably have no idea who he is. Oh, I know. But, but he literally walked right in front of us and, you know, goat crossing. Yep. I'll, I'll say the joke again, even though it was not funny the first time I said it. In, I the, in, in the middle of the night on Friday, I made an impulse buy, just like how Dominic and the studio audience impulsively wanted to buy a Shane Helms and a Rikishi meet and greet, and I decided to do Demon Bunny, which is Allie and Rosemary. Did you catch that at the counter corner of your eye? I did not, Dominic. What is going on? She she gave you the, what the hell are you looking at, or talking about, Willis? And Yes. I buy it. Now and, she gave it to me now. And, and the person that I really wanted to meet between Rosemary and Allie was Allie, to be honest. And I saw that they had a special guest for Saturday, but I didn't really think anything of it if Allie wasn't going to be there. At first, nobody was there. So, like, okay, they're doing a lunch break because they were there from 9, and at this point it's almost noon. So, like, okay, they're they're off to eat lunch or whatever. And they come back. Rosemary's there, and Crazy Steve's there. But at first I didn't even realize it was Crazy Steve. But it's Crazy I Steve. Thought it some, I thought it was some fucking stupid fan for a second. But... Allie wasn't there, so like, okay, we're going to wait a little bit. Maybe she'll come back. And Allie never came back because Allie was never there to begin with. And so we go there. I'm not going to waste the whatever it was, 50 bucks. So I might as well take the photo. Yep. They have the pre-signed thing with Allie. Rose, or Rosemary signs it. She personalized it, which I did like because a lot of the people did not personalize it. But a lot of the, the not lower card, but Medusa, St. Hansen, Hurricane Helms, they all they all personalized it. The Smoke Show did personalize it as well as Dominic eloquently stated yep. a few minutes ago. Shut the fuck up. She's a Studio class audience texting me during the podcast. The audacity to text me something while she is right next to me. Oh, I like how she texts you, but not me. And... 
Oh, is that what she is that what she texts you? I have no idea why this. Okay, because I I made a joke. Usually on the meet and greets, they had the secure the workers take the photos and work everything. But this one for the smoke show, she didn't have any workers, so I had Dominic took my photo and I took Dominic's photo, or the studio audience took Dominic's photo. And that's why I don't have. She never sent me the smoke show photos. And uh, Dominic didn't take a photo of her, like both of our complete bodies, and I was making a joke saying, "Show me the toes." Because one time at WrestleMania 31, Lana took her shoes off and threw them at John Cena, and I had these like creepy old guys next to me yelling at the top of their lungs, show me their toes, because they wanted to see some toes. I'm not a foot guy. I'm not ba- bashing anybody who is. It was just a joke. And apparently now I finally got a f- I, I got the toes, apparently. Thanks to the studio audience. Did you send them a picture of your toes? No, Dominic. Uh, okay, that took a, that took a <laughs> turn. That is it for the StarCast portion of our trip. We go after meeting, after I meet Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve substituted for Allie, put on some lovely bunny ears, look just like her. We go to the cigar shop or the cigar booth, get, get some couple, more. Get a couple more. And then we go on for the official pregame of Double or Nothing. And to be honest, we might have went a little hard. We did peak a little early. Oh, I definitely peaked. I... I, I was I was a bumbling idiot playing Keno. Dominic, we never really talked about maybe how drunk you actually were. You, you were definitely more open about it to me than you were to the studio audience, but Dominic, now would you like to put it on the record of how you felt mere hours before doors even opened? So this is what, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was... Let's see. I was officially drunk. I would like to say. I was officially drunk... Um, probably when I killed the rest of your beer, I think I was drunk. And then, but I, but I was like a good drunk. Okay, so for, for comparison, we bought to see. We went to CVS the day before. I got some energy drinks. We had the vodka. We combined. We made a mixed drink, with energy drink and vodka. I had a monster. He had a bang. Side note: the dog is outside. Is anybody gonna let the dog inside the house? Oh, okay. So we're going to have to take a quick no, commercial you know, break. No, keep talking. I'll be right back. Give me like two seconds. The I'll dog, be right back. poor Lucy, the old dog. Is it raining? Oh, my God. The big dog is caught outside in the rain, and she is whining, wanting to come inside as Dominic runs to the rescue and he yells at his mom as Oreo is trailing behind him. Anyways, so we go to CVS the day before, and we... Buy some energy drinks. We have some beer, but Dominic, we polish that off on the Friday. Dominic, we go over on Friday. Anyways, okay. Dominic's getting yelled at by his mom now, and actually on Friday we completely forgot that we went over to Tuscany, which was a very long walk. I might add. We actually met co-host of the Bulletcast, Dominic and. Philip had a lovely conversation. We went to go see Get High and Watch Wrestling with Sean Waltman and Ron Funches. No weed smoked whatsoever, but it is what it is. After that, we go to 7-Eleven, get some beers, blah, 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 blah. So, circle back to Saturday. We have a mixed drink with energy drinks. I thought I was going to die of a heart attack, but it actually wasn't that bad. Decent amount of alcohol, maybe two to four shots. Okay, maybe not that much. Maybe at least two shots in the drink. We go kill a 
don't know, a, 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 let's say a 40, even though it's not a 40, of like a, a Bud Light, what was it, like 24 ounces of a Bud Light Lime. We go down, I go... Was it a 32-ounce can? Maybe it was a 32-ounce can. I don't exactly know. Then we go over and we go down to the casino and I order, I believe, a whiskey and Coke... Dominic doesn't order anything. Nope. Because I was already... But, but, uh, but all, he, all he needed was that mixed drink and a beer and a quarter. And he was gone. I didn't eat that day. That That's the reason. Really put you over the edge. What did we eat that day for? My I had a very healthy diet <laughs> on Saturday. I had a cheese danish. I had some popcorn for double or nothing. And then I had some of the remains of the studio audience and Dominic's pizza at 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning. I didn't want to give you my pizza. I wanted to eat it all, but she made me. But she fat-shamed you into giving it to yes. me. Yes. Why not? You fat-shamed us. Yes. That's a whole different story. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Hey, I got my smoke show photos. Yay, good for you, Dominic. God we, damn. We do that. We mosey on over to the monorail, which connects one stop from Bally's to the MGM Grand. Great purchase on my part, I might say. And we go there, we wait in line. Waited in line, we got there about an hour before doors opened, and thank God we got there that early, because even if we waited 10 to 15 minutes, the it's technically like on, let's say, the second level of the hotel. If we waited 10, 15 minutes, we actually have to go down another level, and I don't even know how long that line looped around. By, by the way, I just want to... I, I, I don't remember this from... Probably after we went pee, I don't really remember a lot for like a, oh good, God. a good 45 minutes. Did I say something um, pretty bad and there's someone behind us that might have heard it? Yes, but we're not going to say that on the podcast because it was that bad. Okay. I thought I did. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so apparently Dominic was blackout drunk before before Double or Nothing. <laughs> this is news to me as well. A lot of breaking news on this podcast. Sorry. Yes, we, we can discuss. We'll table that after the off the air. Okay. And we get in line, so we wait about doors opened at 3. We didn't actually get into the arena. Maybe 3.15. Decent. What? O- Did not take us 15 minutes to get in there. I said after the doors opened. We waited. We got there at 2. Doors opened at 3. Maybe we got in there at like 3.30. Okay, whatever. 3.30. Sure, why not? 3.30. Any hoots. We, there was a long, to the merch line. long ass merch line, but this was the main merch line that I had a feeling we only wanted the the big time merch. So we go over to the side area where I assume there was going to be some little merch stand. We get our merch. I'm actually wearing the Kenny and Jericho I Was There shirt, so that was going to be a prized possession of mine. Get our shit. I get some beer, get some food, and now we are transitioned to our official double or nothing, I guess, review. Yeah, a, you know, in-depth look at the in-person experience. First, Dominic, your thoughts on the arena and the setup for Double or Nothing. First time ever for both of us being in the MGM Grand Garden Arena. I really like the setup. I thought it's a intimate building, but it has a lot of seats, so you kind of get, you know, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. It's not like a big arena like, you know, Oakland or San Jose, but it's also... uh. You know, it's it's just in the nice sweet spot, I would say. Okay, the setup and everything. I think everything setup wise was great, except just I I know what type of seats they were because I know it's oh, like here it comes Fat Man's gonna argue about the seats. Well, no, I think the seat the seats the, 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 the seats would have been fine 
if um, they they didn't retract as much, you know, or however, because you sit down and you automatically just start sliding down, and it's annoying. And um, well, it's not that big of an issue when you're standing up for a majority of the matches. Oh yes, I know. But but everything else was cool. The I love the stage. We were for whatever for an, an image. We were literally right next to the poker chips. The poker chips, which ended up being a very big deal later on in the show. We will get yeah. to that. And we're gonna pretty much skim over the pre-show. Dominic was there for most of it. I was not there for most of it. The casino battle royal happened. And the setup, the rules were a little bit confusing. They put five people out at a time, which I think kind of affected the pops and maybe the energy of the match, just because yeah. everyone they just everyone comes out at once, so it's just kind of one big hodgepodge of reactions to individual people, and it's not like one big pop for a legend or a regular or some somebody yeah. a surprise or whatever. I mean, I think especially one that kind of stands out is the, even though I'm not a big fan of him, but the Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears one. It's like he he was one of the marquee guys in that match, and yet he just wanders out there with a bunch of regular, Nobody's. probably lower card guys. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we I was in line getting food still, but luckily there were televisions in the arena that we could yeah. watch, so we can watch the pay per view or the the battle royal while everything was going on. Yeah, so because I I I thought I heard him come out. I thought I heard someone, they started chanting 10 or something like that, but um, uh, I think the biggest pop, if only the pop was um, Dreamer, when Dreamer came out. When I think Ty got a decent pop and when Hangman came out. I don't think a lot of people got Yeah, I mean, this is, it's a big battle royal in terms of kayfabe terms. The winner gets a world champion a world yeah. title opportunity and yet this is a battle royal filled with lower card comedy guys not not take away from mjf and did guys you, did you get the name of the guy that had no legs uh i i do know his name i don't know it off the top i mean oh, okay. I, I know who he is he made a pretty big splash during wrestlemania weekend at joey janela's spring break uh i don't if i can kind of pull it up in front of me the thing i have doesn't really have a coherent list of every single person on there but your thoughts on him? Who have you never have you even heard of him? You never seen him before. Your thoughts on the legless wrestler? I mean, as I'm getting attacked by my dog, um, I I thought he was pretty cool. Um, I like how the fact that uh, who was it MGF that did it that started like just kicking the shit out of him. Yes, MJF is a fucking asshole. Yeah, I like how he immediately just starts attacking him and. It's kind of like, you're like, oh, you're a dick, whatever. But that's what he's supposed to do. But, um, you know, he, he, what would you, what would you call, when he hit the 619, what would you call that? I, I would be an asshole and be like, whatever the half of a 619 is. Oh. <laughs> so it'd be a three. Okay, Dominic. Oh, God. I can't do math. Dominic better do math in his head. This is not going to be a pretty sight. Oh, it'll be, it'll be a 309. A, a 309? Yeah. Are you sure? A 61, a 6. A one and a nine divided by two is a three hundred nine point five. Oh, so that's what you're gonna call it? A three hundred nine point five. He hit the three hundred nine point five. It rolls right off the tongue. And yeah, I thought it was fucking amazing. And then you know, Dreamer comes out, you know, you know, brings in the some weapons, you know, Havoc staple guns with Dreamer's head and nuts. Um, yeah, I thought it was, for a battle royal, pretty good.
I thought the Battle Royale was, was fine. I think it's a much better experience live just because it was the, it was fun, but I think I wanted maybe a little bit more from it. To, I, I think the only notable, the only person you honestly could have thought who would win it were the two guys at the end with MJF and Adam Page. I think a lot of those guys were just lower card guys who aren't going to be doing a whole lot at the top of the card, and yet they're getting this world title opportunity. I think it took away from it a little bit. And the pre-show, honestly, from what I'm hearing, maybe not the best start, especially since this was the largest viewing audience, obviously, of this entire show. So maybe not the best way to kick off or to you know showcase your product to a my a, a only issue crowd. with the battle royal. Uh, I wish Hangman didn't win. Not and I not saying I wanted MGF to win, but um... my thing is if this whole Pac thing is like legit and there was creative differences and it was last minute and they didn't know what was going to happen what was the plan if this didn't go down was it not going to be a title was it not going to be for the title opportunity was it going to be somebody else was there going to be a, another surprise who's that who's that person going to be because i really wanted um someone else to win it because i and this is i don't know if i'm the only one that feels this way um, um, I feel like all the elite guys are going to be getting the push. If you think about it, Cody won, uh, Bucks won, Page wins. The only one that lost was Kenny, but whatever. Cause Jericho won, but it's and Jericho has a hand in AEW. Um, their highest paid wrestler. Yeah, so I mean, it's one of those things where, um. I, I wish Hangman didn't win. I wish Hangman wasn't in the Battle Royal. Battle Royal. I think I wish he had another role. I wish maybe um, he came out and did something, and maybe that's when we got a surprise from a legend or something else, you know. But, um, I mean, I'm still happy with the outcome. But Joey I just wish... Ryan and his dicks would come out. Um, but, yeah, I just – I think it was fine, though. It was fine. As Dominic's chubby little dog tries to jump up on the Careful. bed and almost he's, he's takes a, out, almost takes out the entire. He's being a handful. Podcast maybe, setup. Maybe Mama can control him. Lay, stay down. Next up on the pre-show, not going to go over obviously any of the packages or anything, just because being in being in the arena, you don't really listen and really know how yeah. the the hype for the pre-show, which this essentially was, and but but I do agree with what you said there. Dustin, Cody, the best promoted, the best storyline that they had going. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Sammy yeah. Guevara and Superbad Kip Sabian are up next. To be honest, I was in the beer line to get my final round of beer. Dominic, So Dominic the, has to take So Dominic control. has to take over and talk about this match, even um, though he has no idea who any of these people are. No idea who they are, but... Um, all in all, the match was pretty good. I was invested, but I I think, for my opinion, um, it just wasn't. I mean, it was good because I think when you left, you said, "Hey, this match is about to be crazy." It wasn't all that crazy. There's a couple flips. Um, my the. I big... mean, I I I maybe I should have downplayed it a little bit. I didn't think it, I I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be fucking you know. Ricochet versus Will Ospreay, but yeah. I thought it was going to be, especially since this is the main event of the pre-show, 
And that's another thing is once I the Battle Royal was the first match, I was like, okay, it's not going to be that big of a deal if it's not the last thing that they lead into the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I mean, all in all, the the match was good. Um, he uh, can't remember the. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not book smart. Well, yeah, but um, he. Uh, what was it that he did? I don't remember. Oh, I remember. He did the. You s- Oh, fuck you, Brandon. I don't know. I just, I'm reading off the thing, but it didn't say what his finisher was. So I don't know, Brandon. Tell me. I don't know what his finisher is. I'm trying to ask you. I was oh. I hoping if I really liked the finishing sequence, then it would, like... That was Chris Jericho. Oh. And it would help if I unmuted my microphone, so... You were muted the whole time. You're welcome, everybody. You Moving on... Piece of shit. To, well, to actually this... The end end of the pre-show was the Elite come out, which is... Uh, Kenny, Cody, and the Young Bucks, as well as Brandy, they hype up the crowd a little bit. So pretty much what they did for uh, the all-in event, they hype up the crowd, get the AEW chant going, and uh, we go live. We are off to the races. We had uh, Alex Marvez, Jr., and Excalibur on the commentary team. And as literally as soon as I got home, I put my bags down and I watched. Not the entire thing, but I watched the final three matches of Double or Nothing. And I thought the commentary team was solid. I really, I honestly really liked Excalibur. I thought he was fantastic in his role. He knows the business. He knows all the wrestling moves, especially for guys like the Young Bucks and a lot of the indie indie guys that he has seen in PWG. He really can tell a great story. Jim Ross has the the cachet with the Laps fans, and when it comes to the the big matches, he can turn it on. Uh, we can get into it on the lower card matches. There were some where maybe he wasn't all that invested in, and maybe he mixed up on some things. But I thought they yeah. were good. Marvez was was all right. He just kind of goes in and says whatever the fuck he wants to say. Yeah. And the opening match is Strong Hearts against SCU. And hot start, I thought. SCU, one of the more overacts in the company, so it made sense for them to come out first. And SCU ends up getting the W in 14 minutes. One thing is the uh, Shima, kind of a really big name for a long time on the indie scene. The crowd didn't really know who they were. No. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really know who Shima is, but from what I've heard, he's been around for a long time. He did a lot of cool things, and the crowd didn't really reciprocate that knowledge and the person who stood out the most I don't even know what his name is he's just Speedo guy to me and if you watch the match you know exactly who I'm talking about I had a drunk fellow next to me <laughs> and he fell in love with Speedo guy Spe- put Speedo guy in Speedo guy Speedo guy Speedo guy god that was so annoying it's basically if you like took a, a sledgehammer to like you know a Donkey Kong style hammer to Minoru Suzuki and just kind of compacted him a little bit that's basically what Speedo guy looked like <laughs> But anyways, apparently uh, Jim Ross a, a couple times called the other the Stronghearts Chinese wrestlers, even though they're Japanese wrestlers who work for a Chinese promotion. But we we catch his drift. Uh, Ali joins commentary. Any thoughts on the actual match itself? Oh, I thought it was a damn good match. I was really blown away by what what were they called? The Stronghearts. The Stronghearts. Hearts. Stronghearts. 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 Um, blown away by. Uh, that they, I I think they should have won that match. They were fucking for the just ten out of ten. I mean, I thought that was one of the best matches. 
Okay. I thought it was... I think it was definitely one of the better matches on the undercard. I'm not going to sit here and say it was one of the best matches, but it was a really good hot start to the yeah. show. Yes. And Allie comes out for commentary. Don't exactly know how she was, but at least Allie showed up for this event, and not Saturday at StarCast. <laughs> <laughs> but Smiley Kylie Ray were supposed to go up against Nyla Rose and Dr. Britt Baker, but then uh, Brandy Rhodes comes out, and she comes out in her ring gear... So your people are thinking, oh, she's going to put herself in this match. But no, she wants to make the match awesome, which means she's going to put in the Miz. I mean, Maurice. Awesome Kong. Oh. She puts in Awesome Kong, and that got a pretty good pop yeah. from the crowd. Awesome Kong, who really hasn't been doing a whole lot of wrestling from what I've seen on a large-scale indie level. Obviously, she was on Glow. I thought she was phenomenal there. And maybe that was good for the body. Rested up. I thought she looked healthy. She looked pretty good, moving really well. And the story of the match was pretty much Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong kind of canceled each other out. Kylie and Britt did their thing, and in the end Britt Baker wins. Which I'm surprised they let Bit, Britt, Britt, Britty, Britt, Britt, Britt Baker win. I wasn't shocked, because I think Britt is, especially at this point where they don't have a lot of top-tier women's wrestlers, I think Britt is the best one. I think she's the most marketable. Even at this point, she was the one who went to the upfronts, I think. Besides Brandy, she's going to be the face of the women's division. Really? Yes. Hmm. For now. Unless if they get a Sasha Banks or a Bailey or who knows who else is out there. Maybe even the Smoke Show. I, I, well, I did hear that Killer Cross and Smoke Show has asked for the releases from TNA. Possibly they will make an appearance on AEW. Yep. Next up, we get the best friends, which is Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta, going up against Jack Evans and Angelico. Another one to where, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about Jack Evans, but Jack Evans apparently a really big name on the indie scene, super over around the world, but just didn't really get a good reaction uh, from this crowd. So kind of interesting. Angelico, though, huge in our section. Huge in our section. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just kind of one of those things, just kind of interesting tidbits of how some people might think, oh, you know, all the smart fans like this guy and know who it is, but then when it comes to Double Nothing, which might be the smartest crowd you'll ever see, didn't really get that much of a pop Can't from. Can't be that smart. I was in the crowd. Touche. But the best friends actually get the victory. I thought it was a very good match. Kind of an undercard tag team PWG style. A lot of high spots, a lot of good solid work, but nothing too spectacular. Big pop for when the best friends upped. Because everyone likes to see hugging. Um, and then what happened? You got up to get beer. And I know I went to go to the bathroom. Oh, you well, you brought back beer. Um, you get up. I get hugged by your drunk buddy. There's another ghost in the room. Um, what the mouse? Rats. We have rats everywhere. Um, full disclosure: I did not go get beer. I went to go get you guys your Coca-Cola and water and napkins. But I forgot the napkins. Anyways, um. And so I get hugged, and he hugs uh, another the lady in front of us, and then the lights go out. And who comes out? Nobody knew, but it was the S Super Smash Bros, which obviously they're probably not going to use that name in the uh, promotion, but they come out, they lay out the best friends, Yep. and there you go. Uh, the tag team division in AEW is looking strong. It only got stronger as the show progressed. Yep. Uh, we get a uh, announcement that All Out, the sequel to All In, is coming back on uh, whatever weekend that is. On August 31st in Chicago, Illinois. Are we going? 
at the Sears Center? I don't know. We have a free drink voucher for Southwest that we need to use by the April of 2020, so I guess we have to. You know, we could go if you want. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we see AJ Lee there. Maybe. Maybe CM Punk does an appearance. Maybe. 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 I mean, anyways. Um, you know how long that line would be if he did a meet and greet? Uh, it was long last time at All In. And I definitely know about that I got you guys Coke and water because pretty much throughout the entire match, this match, which is, uh, I'm not going to butcher all these names. I'm just going to say uh, a lot of Japanese women wrestlers wrestled each other in a six-woman tag team oh, match. When Kong came out, her music was badass. And I didn't really, I could, you, the thing was, you couldn't really hear the crowd reaction and the music in the arena, but you could kind of hear it vaguely, but, so it was almost kind of like watching on TV. So Dominic can really take over on this one. Six woman tag, solid action, uh, Shida Kong and Sakazaki win in 13 minutes. It seemed decent. Kong I mean, won? That's what it says in here. They shouldn't have won. I don't know. That's what it says on my thingy. Kong entered a mistakenly backfisted partner, Shida, and finished the around. Okay, so maybe my person got it wrong. So that means that Shida, Ryu, and Mizunami won. Is that better, Dominic? Because I know you know all the Kong, Kong was the one in purple, right? In the face paint. Yeah. Who was pointed out by the studio audience on Friday. Yeah. So if you remember, oh, maybe you weren't there. Um... Pretty much, I saw like the finishing sequence. Okay, so you remember they rang the bell early, remember? Well, it was it was it was early, but it was pretty much this. They did the thing. He rang the bell, and they just go to the next spot, and then they were done. And Freddie Mercury's team lost. So sorry for Freddie. Mercury. And that was the Kong team. Good match, solid action. Everything was not good. a lot of heat to it though. Everything was good up until the end when they fucked up. Yeah, because I think that they they had all threw them all off and. It took the turned the crowd on the timekeeper or the ring bell guy, and but that was kind of like it was almost kind of like you know a fun indie moment. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't hostile, let's say, but now that guy's fired though, or demoted at least. This is now when once after the I mean all these matches early on were good. They were good solid work, but then afterwards the second half of this card, the show. This is when it really turns up, and we get Cody with Brandy Rhodes, which I finally realized that it's a nice little uh, thing that they're going to probably be doing every single time, is when they announce him, they say Cody and Brandy Rhodes. So they make it seem like it's Cody and Brandy Rhodes, but it's actually Cody with Brandy Rhodes, because yeah. he's not actually Cody Rhodes. But it, it, get, it gets the Rhodes name. It, in yes, it. it's a nice little sly way of making it seem like they're saying Cody Rhodes, but not actually saying Cody. They have a legal out, I guess you could say. Yeah. He goes up against his older brother Dustin Rhodes, formerly known as Gold Dust, and this match was amazing. I mean, I don't know. I kind of jokingly said like it was kind of that that old school heat to where everyone, you know, everything else is fake, but this one match, this one match is real, damn it, and it it it's still real to me, damn it, Dominic, and. It was it was a lot of fun watching it in our seats. I will say we I don't think it came across to us that how much blood was actually coming out of Dustin just because he had the red face paint, everything was red, so we could see that it was covering up his face. But on TV 
you could see like every time he was bending over and he was like his head was right next to the mat you can see the faucet coming down and just it was dripping puddles nice. and puddles of blood so definitely watch it on tv you get more of the you know more the blood and, and, you, and you get exactly how you know nasty and dirty that was but cody playing up the heel for the match brandy gets booted by earl hebner ddp picks her up takes her to the back but uh, also in the ring entrance we get the uh Really, the first real shot from uh, AEW to, uh, to WWE. Cody walks past a Triple H style throne. Brandy hands him a sledgehammer, walks back up the ramp, smashes that motherfucker, and gets a huge pop. I might have blacked out and said, fuck Triple H. I think you did. I, d- I definitely I think we did. All, I, I think you did, and I just screamed, yeah! Yeah! Anyways, your thoughts on that uh, not so veil shot at the game? Um. You know, I he, actually, did, he did start it though. Triple H started it. I I actually did watch an interview before you came over that Cody uh, and the reporter asked, you know, was that a shot at Triple H? And he said, you know, uh, uh, he loved that entrance he did at WrestleMania 30 when he came in on the throne, the Kong kind of Mortal Kombat, you know, ruler kind of thing. He said he loved that entrance, and he said it's not necessarily a shot at him, but he wants people to he wants it to be known that you know he's not gonna cody cody's not gonna um he's not playing both he's a wrestler first and he was saying that um you know he's wrestling he goes he knows he knows chris jericho he knows kenny omega he knows young bucks he knows hangman page all these guys he has a bunch of top tier guys and he cody knows that you know he's right there with him but he's not gonna be he he does in in lack of a better term he doesn't want to be a Triple H where he's in a suit and tie for the first half of the show and comes out and has to wrestle because you know that's what he wants to do no Cody's a wrestler first he says and I thought that was pretty good and and the destroying of the little thor- the throne is showing him that like look I may be vice president or whatever but I'm not gonna let that change the show i'm not gonna let that change what this company stands for and i respect that i i think it was a complete shot at triple h i thought it was all in good fun and i thought it was it was amazing i mean it was fun i didn't i lived through it but i didn't actually watch the monday night wars as it happened so finally getting a legitimate contend or a legitimate opponent to wwe right now sending shots and Raw's going to be interesting on Monday to see if they throw any shots back at him, especially with Renee Young on commentary. I wonder what's going to happen if Corey Graves just says some little sly thing that Vince doesn't know what that means, but everybody else is going to know what it means. But do you, do you think they make Renee say something? I don't think so. I mean, I think there might be like an awkward moment or two where maybe something happens, but who I I don't exactly know. It's gonna. I, Raw's gonna be fun. That's all I'll say. Mm. Might not be a good show, but there might be a moment or two where it might get some people talking. Cringeworthy. I mean, Raw has not been very good lately, and with AEW, I know they have a the TV deal is taking a long. It's gonna be a long time from now once it starts up, but this is kind of the right moment for a, a company to strike, just because WWE is kind of on the downturn. And but see, but let me ask you this: After watching Double Nothing, doesn't it make you want to watch Raw just to see? the comeback exactly i mean that's kind of how the monday night wars was it's a so lot of, a lot sh- a lot of, a lot of people were on one side or the other 
but a lot of uh, maybe even the most amount of people were fans of both of them and they just wanted to see the best stuff and see what was going on and if someone was Eric Bischoff said something, they go back and see if DX was going to say something, or if Stone Cold, or Stone Cold didn't really do that, but, you know, something was going to go so, on. So, with that being said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to probably be I mean, on a we've already, we're, we're going, we're already gone an hour and 15 minutes, and we're not even to, you know, we haven't even finished okay, Cody thing, and Dustin one thing, yet. Okay, one thing, one thing, So, you have Kenny, Cody, uh, as, as the heads, you got Kenny, Cody, Young Bucks, Paige, I would say the four, who are your four very top tier guys on Raw or on in WWE. Who who would you say would be them four for WWE? It has to be Roman, Seth, AJ, and since he's the champion, I have to go Kofi Kingston. Okay. Makes sense. You know, top two guys on Raw, top two guys on SmackDown. Yep. With Brock Lesnar sprinkled in there, but we're at the wait and see past Money in the Bank or past. Whenever he cashes in, yeah. how long he stays around? Okay. 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 So why do you, why do you say that? No, I'm just asking because, you know, during Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw uh, Wars, you had NWO, you had the Click, and you had DX. So I mean, and they kind of shot back and forth at each other. So it's kind of, you know. You know, are you gonna have AJ come out and he's gonna, you know, hey Bucks, good job, whatever, and then the Bucks are gonna come out, hey phenomenal one, good job, you know, like are they gonna start doing that kind of shit? You know, I, I'm just curious. I will be. Anyways, after that long side tangent, Cody and Dustin had one hell of a match, and I'm gonna be yep. honest, I think this was my favorite match of the show. I th- I thought this was amazing, just the emotion, the heat. The match itself was good. In-ring might not have been as good as the other top two matches on the show, but I just thought everything together is like what I want from pro wrestling because pro wrestling is about emotion, drawing money, and doing all that. And that This was by far the most heavily booked match on the card. It had, yeah. a, dec- it had a really good story going in, and I thought that's the reason why the match was so good. Your thoughts? Um, I expected... A lot, something a lot different. Um, I expected, um, I didn't actually expect there to be a. I, I thought the one thing I really liked is the match started off all lovey dovey and everyone was 50 50 and they were training for Dusty and it was like, okay, cool, we're all, this is a cool moment. But then as the match progressed and got more and more everyone got invested in the story yeah and everyone was like fuck cody he keeps he's doing all this shit to his brother dustin and everyone was pretty much everybody was getting behind dustin at that point that's like okay this is this is something special yeah and i mean i i've hate to admit it i've never been the biggest gold dust fan just because i never really got behind him but I knew he could wrestle. I knew he was a damn good wrestler. And he proved that he was still a damn good wrestler that match. He he There's a couple spots where um we were kind of like what the hell was that? But I I think I think he still he still got he still got it. And that was a chant during the match as well as he, he never lost it, which could be very true as well. Went 23 minutes, and Cody ends up getting the victory. I thought a very good match. My favorite match. I don't know if you'd say best match. I don't know what you would decipher between the two. 
But after that, Cody leaves, but then he comes back, and he kind of mean mugs Dustin, kind of maybe plays up that he's going to do something to him, but then he says that he has an open contract for uh, Fight for the Fallen, and he has a match against the Young Bucks, and he said he doesn't need a partner, he doesn't need a, a friend or whatever, he needs a brother. I almost and, cried. And he, they hug, and you can really tell, um, and now the studio is going to be like, oh my god, Brandon was totally going to cry. No, I was not. Just admit it so she drops it. Yes, Mary, I was going to cry. And on a side note, you might, I, you might not have heard it, but it smells like shit in here. And that is from uh, Homeboy over there. Yep, boy. So this podcast is going downhill quickly. <laughs> and to be honest, if my brother was not watching the show, I probably was not going to text him that. No. Because I was thinking we were going to be on the same wavelength, but he started a little bit behind me. So he was like, but when I texted him that, I was like, oh my God, Josh, I love you. And he was like, why? And it just killed my vibe. I was like, oh, he's not, he's not, I, I was like, oh, you're not watching Double or Nothing? He's like, oh, I am. The match just started. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, but no spoilers. And I just didn't say anything, and I just waited for 20 minutes, and I got the text back, and he started crying. It's <laughs> like, oh. Okay, he, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, we actually have siblings who care about each other, Mary. I don't know if you know how that feels. No, I don't actually. Exa- exactly. Exactly. care for me, what you're talking about. So, anyways, fantastic match. Really know what else to say, but moving on, possibly the the best match of the show, you could say. Well, first off, they had I guess we can just kind of skim over this. They had a uh, the presentation of the belt. Bret Hart was there. Origi- I heard originally it was supposed to be Ric Flair, but Ric Flair unfortunately had his health stuff going on. And Adam Page comes out. MJF comes out. He kind of he cuts a good heel promo, maybe. I I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was good as well. Maybe, maybe teetering a little bit on cheap indie heat, but MJF is a fucking dick, and I love him. And then Jungle Boy and Jimmy Havoc come out, beat him up. That that was also kind of a thing. It was a, it was almost like a com- not comedy, but I thought MJF is someone who can be really big, and he was just kind of played off as this comedy guy, comedy heel who just he talks all this game, but then once push comes to shove, he just gets his ass beat. Well, it's the first official show, so... Yeah. The semi-final match is the Young Bucks against the Lucha Brothers, and this match was unreal as well, but in a different way. All three of these match, these final three matches were all kind of different in their own way. This was definitely more of a PWG-style match, a lot of high spots, a lot of near falls, and I thought this match was fantastic. Once again, the Young Bucks actually retain their AAA tag team titles in about 25 minutes. I mean, just too many spots to keep track of. One that I definitely remember is Pentagon Jr. doing, uh, jumping off the back of, or whatever, catapulting himself off the back of Phoenix and yeah. hitting uh, whatever, Canadian Destroyer on Matt Jackson on the, the side of the ring apron. Yeah, that was crazy. My, uh, I'm not going to say favorite, but the one that I didn't realize was an actual move was, I think it was Matt, I think, had, I think it was Phoenix um, on the top rope, and he did the, like, the... Did the brain buster on the turnbuckle, which is a callback to El Generico. Yeah. And something... Scared the shit out of me. I was like, dude, he's dead. He's hurt. I didn't know that was an actual move. And they also did a move 
uh, calling out the Motor City Machine Gun, so two of the Young Bucks' greatest rivals. They're kind of paying homage to them, which was a nice little touch. Honestly, I did not know that in the moment, but yeah. that's another thing. Watching him back live, Excalibur was there, and he was able to explain to us. So another What way, was the Motor City Machine Gun one? Uh, the double team where I think it's Nick had him in like a powerbomb thing in the corner, and then Matt... Did like a slice bread off the off the oh, ring post. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the motor scene. I thought that was a move. cool move. Okay. So there you go, and Young Bucks won. I thought the Lucha Bros were gonna win just because they're the the AAA guys. They go yeah. down there, but Young Bucks retain. And is this the end of the feud? I hope not. Is it not? I mean, do the Young Bucks go down to Mexico and they do a little bit of a run down there as as AEW kind of gets their feet wet and they're not having a whole lot of shows, and they drop them in Mexico. Uh, you know, whenever their next big show is down there. I don't see why not. I mean, I mean, what else are the Bucks going to do? Because so. that Florida one's what, next month? Uh, it's in a few weeks. Oh, okay. A few, or a month if not. It's at the end of June, so pretty okay. much a month. From yeah, now. About, about a month. And in the main event, we have Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Winner faces Hangman Page for the AEW title. Chris Jericho's entrance was maybe my favorite entrance. Yeah. He had uh, basically all, f- whatever, the f- the five faces or four faces of Jericho, you might say. And we actually kind of got it spoiled because Jericho on his, uh, he cut like a five-minute promo sitting in the seat. And in the background, they were doing all these Titantron tests. And uh, one of them said Lionheart on it. Well, and everyone, I think, thought, like, oh, he's coming out as Lionheart. That's fucking dope. But, man, we were wrong. You know, maybe doing like a throwback because they're in the MGM Grand, so synonymous with WCW stuff, but yeah. it was just a false finish. He does Lion... Some, well, they had fake Jerichos. One did Lionheart, one did The List, one did The Light Up Jacket, and the real Jericho comes out in his code orange, whatever the hell you call it, or clockwork orange gimmick. No face paint. Comes out. Kenny comes out. New song. That song's cool. I yeah. like his old song, but yeah. I think it's just because I have more memories with it. It probably is going to grow on me. And the match was good. In the end, Jericho wins in 27 minutes, debuting his new uh, spinning back elbow called the Judas Effect. And I think literally right before he said it, I was like, oh, is he going to do the spinning back elbow? And the guy in front of him was like, oh, yeah, it's not like his new move or whatever. Boom. And then he hits it. And I was like, nope. Okay, anticlimactic. I thought maybe Kenny was going to go for the ropes. He didn't. He just pins him. One, two, three. And I thought that was the right finish. I thought in the moment it was kind of anticlimactic, but thinking back on it, it makes sense. Jericho has a new move. Put it over strong. Kenny yep. didn't. Kenny didn't hit the one wing angel. He didn't win. That's usually what happens when Kenny loses. If yep. he doesn't hit that move, he's not going to win. I thought it was a really good match. I think out of the three, I would maybe rank this the third. But I still say it was fantastic. I thought the crowd was maybe a little bit tired, and I think they knew maybe something was going to happen at the end. So I think they're kind of saving some some of it for later. Some, the last burst of energy. The last gasp. Last gasp. You might say. You know, it was very, it was more of a New Japan style match. You say very hard hitting. Kenny gets busted open, breaks his nose apparently from a punch from Jericho, and some high spots, a lot of table work, and yeah, Dominic, your thoughts on the match? Um, I agree with you. One of the be- one of the top three matches. Um, my, I, I, I have to say, I was one of those people that. By the end of the match, I was waiting for something, waiting, 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 and then boom, back elbow, and I'm like, that's it? That can't be it. It was kind of like, okay, cool, Jericho won, because I was chanting for Jericho just because, I mean, I like Kenny Omega. I think he's a great wrestler. I just want, I'm just cheering for Jericho. Um, 
but I th I was one of those people going waiting for more and waiting for more and boy did I scream like a bitch. Did we get more? So after the match, Jericho gets on the mic, tells all the crowd to fuck off, and he wants a thank you. The crowd gives him a thank you, but he doesn't really acknowledge it, and just keeps going on and on doing some more heel work. And who comes out through the crowd? None other than John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. Don't know if it was a shot at the shield, if that's the reason, but I did like, you know, it's it was if it was real, he wouldn't have come out through the stage, no music would be playing, the lights wouldn't go out, and he just came down, hopped the barricade, beat Jericho's ass, beat the referee's ass. It was gonna be Kenny's ass, but Kenny fought back. They brawled to the crowd, literally in front right of us. in front of us. Mosey on over to the poker chip poker chips, and they fight a little bit. Dirty Deeds or Double Arm DDT, whatever they're going to call yeah. it, on the poker chips. Moxley effect. Gets him up, gives him an FU onto the table, platform, whatever it is, down below, literally 10, 20 feet in front of us. And that's pretty much how the show closes after the show. Did he, some fucking birds in the air. Yeah, throws some birds, kind of taunted Kenny a little bit, kind of doing his mocking gun. Walks back around the arena, goes back up the way he came, and that's the well, end of that part of the show. Yeah, and then, which I thought it was fucking amazing. I loved that. I've never been that close, and I was so excited for that. Um, but L look, look back at the on the show and could not see us. I haven't like gone frame by frame, but I could not see us on the broadcast, Damn. unfortunately. It's but okay. It w I, have I have videos. It's good enough. Okay, uh, exactly. I got videos, too. Um, but um, I thought everything was great. And then at the end, when Cody the Bucks came out, you know, checking on Hangman. And, like, I thought when Cody ran down to the ring, I thought he was going to call out Moxley. I was like, dude, that would be a great feud, Cody and Moxley. Like, you're like, oh, you don't attack one of ours. You know, I'm calling you out. Come back out, you motherfucker. I thought that was going to happen, but... Um, Realistically, that didn't happen. But I like how, you know, they came out. They thanked all of it. They thanked everyone, and you know, Kenny. Well, well, the... re reel it back real quick. Just strictly the Moxley stuff. How'd you like how they handled that? How they went down? How he went down the arena, and it just you could just see the wave of the emotion of just like nothing, nothing. Oh wait a minute, what what the fuck's going on? Oh, wait a minute, is that is that John Moxley? It, it's fucking John Moxley. And then just like it just gets louder and louder and louder. And that was just that was cool to see. I did I point it out for you? Did did you not hear me say? Or... I could see like something going on across the arena, like secure, like somebody was somebody was walking. I couldn't see who, but then you could kind of see like the the C part, and you can see his his hair, and you could like, oh, that's that's definitely John. Yeah. And so I remember I, I was like, it's Moxley! It's Moxley! Ah! And I started screaming, at and I took out my phone, and I was zoomed in, I was like, trying as hard as I can, and, um, I mean, to I've never witnessed, you were there when The Rock came out in San Jose or whatever, I have to say, this is probably the same feeling you probably had when The Rock came out. It was not the same, it was greater than The Rock came out. I can only equate it to when Seth Rollins cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Okay, well, there you go. Two S.H.I.E.L.D. people, and yet... Well, I guess Roman is a part of it, so I'll give him. I'll give the shield, the entire shield credit for Mark at moments for me. But and so that that's so you're when Seth cashed in, it's the same moment. Is the same I felt right then and there because I was freaking out. I was excited. I was just watching history. So much different it, emotions. History, emotions, everything. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, 
like I said, I wish they would have did it differently. I mean, I, I'm not mad that he came out at the end. I just wish that, you know, like I said earlier, Hangman Page could, could have came out, did an open challenge. You could have had a Dean match right there, uh, a John Moxley match right there and there. But I. But I then you no, could say I, you you blow your load and John Moxley has a match when you don't need the match and it's unadvertised and now you can build a Kenny Omega versus John Moxley feud, which now you have Hangman Page versus Jericho and Moxley and Omega as your two top feuds going into the fall and going into TNT. That's an all out. Like let's say if Omega and Moxley main event all out. I mean that makes perfect I sense. I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't complain. And that's why we're going to Chicago to watch that match now, right? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, right? What? Yep, she said yes. We're going all out. Going we're to Chicago. We have, she has family out there. We got we got a place to stay. Really? No? We'll, we'll, we'll speak about it off the air. Uh, okay, See? so we got a free Airbnb in Chicago. And then after the fact, we get, uh, after the show goes off the air, John Moxley does all the stuff. The uh, referees kind of come out, try to help Kenny. The elite come out, and at the end, they probably, if it's on YouTube, I think uh, all elite streamed it or whatever on YouTube and stuff like that. They do the whole thank you. Uh, gets all meta, and Kenny kind of jokingly says, you know, he broke his nose, and they're putting him on the spot. He says, good night and good bang, and that's it. And the show's over. Overall, fantastic show. What's Best your, what's your wrestling rating? show I've ever been to. Just give me your stars. If it's if it's stars, then it's five stars. Or you think it's a five-star show? Doing, are we doing Dave Meltzer? We're going to throw out six and seven stars, because I'll throw out as many stars as I want to, because it was amazing. Top to bottom, not a bad match on the show. And those last three matches were something spectacular. And those top three matches, at least top those top two matches for me, might be in my top three matches of all time that I've seen live. Did did big boy Dave uh, give a reading yet? Not yet. That's going to come out during the week. Um, I would say it's a good 4.9 stars. Oh, because nothing's perfect for Dominic. Exactly. You got to leave room for improvement. Exactly. But, but over, uh, overall, your thoughts on the show is your know, production value. How do you how do like the stage? How do like the setup? Just a new era for wrestling. How they had the dual tunnels. Well, uh, dual tunnel. Uh, the do, the do tunnels. The dual. The dual tunnels. Um, I I didn't. Re- I have fuck. I've never seen WCW pretty much. Um, but it made me think of TNA back in the day when they had the two tunnels. Um. And it was just kind of. You know, I, I and another thing, I didn't realize they're gonna have pyro. That scared the shit out of me. I I wasn't expecting fireworks and flames and, you know, especially with them being like less than fifty feet in front of us. Exactly, and um, this fucking dog ate my fucking sock. I I don't know what's been in that sock, so I I wouldn't eat that if I were you. Exactly. Oreo. Uh, exactly. Put that right there. Um, he ate my sock. Um. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, ex- I didn't expect Pyro. Um, but all in all, stage production, um, I think was, for what it's worth, great. Um, I think they screwed up a couple times on, like, the Titan Tron and, and something else, but other than that, I don't, I don't, One I have thing no that, that I definitely noticed on TV, the one thing that definitely stood out to me is they were recording the wrong tunnel when Cody came out. Oh really? They went. To I think she said something like that that they're on the wrong tunnel. They went to the right tunnel, and they came out of the left tunnel. So you didn't see Brandy come out, and then you barely saw Cody come out of the tunnel. Like he was already halfway through. Yeah. So that, 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 uh, that that was no bueno. You should always 
at know least where they're know which out. tunnel. Like the producer should be like, well, I don't know if it's because Cody was the producer and was in charge for it the entire time that someone else took over and he didn't exactly know. No one smartened him up of who was where. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there it's growing pains. Nothing too bad happened on the show. I would say. I mean, exactly. But uh, going leaving the show, it was fine. I mean, kind of a, a cattle prod situation. A lot of people going out one way, but. In the end, we took the monorail back home, and that was amazing because it was it was full, but it wasn't like how the the subway after the uh, the A's and Warrior games could be when it gets really jam packed, and definitely yeah. the Raider games. Yeah. And um, after that on Saturday, go gamble, smoke another stogie. Dominic loses about three hundred dollars. I make about fifty bucks, and that that's about it for that's about it for the trip. I mean, we didn't really do anything today. Nope, I lost money on Kino again on the way Dominic, Dominic wasted a dollar on a useless uh, cup, cream of, cheese. cup of cream cheese. Which is still in the hotel room. So sh- shout out to the uh, the lovely people who clean up that hotel room because that thing is probably... It, it, it's not trash. It's not like hangover trash, but it was a little messy. There's pizza in there. It's trash. Yeah, well, it's like three pieces. That's Well, it's like a two-day-old piece of pizza. So I, we didn't open it, and we probably shouldn't have, but... That's about it. I think that'll do it, Dominic. Overall, your thoughts on the trip. Whole weekend? Going to rank the whole weekend, the whole trip? The entire trip. On a 1 to 10? A solid 8. Solid 8. I think... Okay. only reason I'm giving it an 8 um, is because I wish... Um, first off, wish we had our own room. You said every single time. Yeah. Um, just because... Why would you want your own room, Dominic? I, I just... I th- first off... Okay. Um, first off, um, if I want to have some privacy, I want some privacy. Um, second off... Um, no, I'm not going to beat Cheeks. Um, and who's to say it? Me and Brandon are going to share a room. You're going to have your own room. Because you snore. Um, Actually, I would much rather have that be the thing. What? I mean, as as long as Ma- as long as you know, Mary doesn't. As long as there's not snoring involved, I'm okay with it. I don't care who I sleep with. Okay, how you doing? How you doing, bud? Yep. And I mean, I already said I am your dick, so. Yeah. Um, I am your dick. But uh, um, the room rooming, and I, I'm not mad at Starcast, but I wish like maybe the organization was just a little bit better, just because I feel like there's a lot of wasted time, um, and. Um, I think that's actually about it. So maybe I'll give him more like a nine out of ten. Ooh, a nine out of ten. Dominic being very happy, you know, because everything else was more just personal issues. Like, you know, like I can't blame the room. So I think my main issue is just Starcast. I wish it was just a little more organized. Um, you know, so I think I'm a good nine out of ten. If you'll give it a nine, I'll I'll be a little harsher. I'll give it like it. I'll give it like an eight and eight point five. I I kind of honestly I wish we maybe did a little bit more. Maybe that I feel like we had a little more. As in, I feel we had some a few wasted hours. As in, you want to do more shows as a Starcast shows, or as we could have done, we could have done more shows, and we could have done walking around more. We could have went shopping. We we could have, you know me, I am good. Just go go go. Tattoos. Just bang everything out. Just no no sleep. Just bang. Just keep doing everything. If if we have something planned every minute of the day, I'm okay with that. But. Once I I feel like the first few days maybe a little bit underwhelming, but once we got to Saturday and that show, 
It didn't matter what else happened. It could have been the shittiest vacation of all time, but then that show was utterly amazing, and it made up for anything that happened earlier on in this trip. StarCast, I do agree. I maybe expected a little bit more from the vendor side, just because I'm trying to keep it together. Dominic is losing his shit over there, literally. And, oh god, oh god. <laughs> Okay, so now we're back from our commercial break. As I was saying about StarCast, I wish that maybe there was a little bit more vendors. I had maybe some more other wrestling themes or things going on inside the kind of convention wrestling wrestlers uh, collection corner. But uh, I thought it was nicely organized. I thought it was kind of nicely organized because I, I kind of heard horror stories from the one in Chicago about how it was kind of cramped. And this was very spacious. That was definitely one thing that I did like is that... There was room to walk around. Nothing was. There were lines at some of the booths, but it wasn't, you know, overwhelming to take over the entire area. I I liked it. Starcast was something cool. I think it's just kind of something to go if you have time. If you want to go do all the shows, it's something cool to do. But if you're just there to meet wrestlers, that's cool too. You can drop a shit ton of money that way. But uh, if you're there to like, you know, browse around and like maybe drop a bunch of racks on wrestling memorabilia and collector's items or whatever the hell you're into maybe that's not the kind of thing you're into but anyways i think that'll do it for yep. us for today i think we teased that we're going to talk about the finals uh we can maybe preview a little bit the bucks end up beating the or the sorry the raptors end up beating, bucks. End up beating the bucks in six games they close it out at home on a saturday while double or nothing was going on so to be honest i did not see anything of game six but we have a matchup, a finally, a new finals matchup with the Warriors taking on the Raptors. And I think just right now, before it, cause by the next time we do our next episode, the series will be underway. So I think we're just going to go strictly with predictions, number of games. I said it when it happened. I will give the Warriors six. And it's home field advantage for the, uh, for the Raptors. Warriors have won a road game every single series for however long it's been. Warriors in sync. Okay, we got Warriors in Cinco. H- how much does that depend on people who are going to play or people who are not going to play? What does is not your depend. I- it does not depend because you know why? What is your ideal lineup? Okay, so what is the lineup that beats the Raptors in five right now? Curry, Thompson, Draymond. I think your stomach had something to say too. I got to take a shit. Um, Curry, Thompson, Green, I mean, preferably, I would want fucking uh, KD in there. KD's not. I'll take Iggy. Iggy's not. McKinney proven has proven he can play with this team. Um, so, it, I mean, as long as you got Draymond, Clay, and Steph, I mean, you can put Bogan at the five. You can put Looney at the five. You can put Jordan Bell at the five. Um, as long as you got the core three at least, We've shown that we don't need KD or Boogie. Okay, so thank you guys very much for tuning in to this. I don't know what you would call it. A, uh, oh, the floss dance. A, well, they can't see your floss dance. Oh, okay, good. Which you were not able to uh, debut at the club because we did not go to the club. Even though you dropped a bunch of racks on club clothes. And I packed club shoes for you even though you didn't ask me to. But I did have the kindness of my heart because that's the kind of guy I am. 
because they didn't want you to be that guy who shows up in sneakers and gets kicked out. Well, Already you know. wearing a pineapple shirt, looking like a goddamn SpongeBob SquarePants guy. <laughs> next time, next time we go on vacation, probably to uh, Cancun, maybe I don't or know. Or Chicago, or Chicago. Okay. Um, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, blah, 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 blah. You know, we'll definitely go to the club. I'll bring out the floss dance like this. <sighs> because the floss dance isn't dead now. It's definitely not going to be dead in a year from now. Yep. So, thank y'all. Next week is going to be more of a regular episode, maybe. Some some more stories from from Vegas. Who exactly those? Didn't get too crazy, but Double Nothing was was so memorable. It was amazing. Memorable night. It was so memorable. And until next time, just like what Cody said or what Kenny said at the end of Double Nothing. Goodbye and good night. Bang. <laughs>